0: Hi, I'm Tracy, and
1: I'm Norma, and we're Black Girls with Accents.
0: So, welcome back.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And today, we're going to prematurely mark the beginning of summer with yes. our summer issue. A summer, because we
1: need sunshine. <laughs>
0: Finally. I mean in all this human gloom, Norma, I'll have to tell you, the sun's shining, it just makes it easier to get through what we're going through right now as a as a as a world, as a planet.
1: Definitely. There's um so when the pandemic started, Headspace is um Headspace is an app that is for meditation and things like that. And so they had released um a link called New York State of Mind. And it was basically, you know, to help. And one of the uh, meditations is called Winter Wonder Walk. It's for when you go to sleep. And the funny thing is, I still, I listen to it almost every night because it's so relaxing. And um, when we were in Brooklyn, the helicopters and things, it was just getting wow. on my nerves. So, but it, it started dawning on me that it's like, we're going on a winter walk and I'm like, it's 70 degrees.
0: <laughs> and nobody, unless you are a ski bunny, nobody wants to think about winter right now. I think no,
1: absolutely people not. are
0: <laughs> aching to be out in the sun. I just saw a front page and I don't read this newspaper, but it was the Daily, hmm, either the Daily News or the New York Post, which I don't read, but it came up on my newsfeed on my phone. And I saw... Central Park was packed yesterday and not just packed with people picnicking and resting and playing with dogs and all that kind of thing, but with bathing suits. And I'm not talking about one or two. I mean, it was like people were <laughs> at the beach and people are starving for vitamin D and sunlight and that feeling of yes. being free and um, maybe not on vacation, but just kind of the, 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 the ability to relax and, you know, a leisurely day. That's kind yes. of the thing. people are starving for that they, they they really want that right now, so so what better time than us to reflect back on summertime
1: summertime
0: summertime it is
1: i for a long time, summertime was my favorite part of the year absolutely, and i especially when I lived in um, the Netherlands um, summer in the Netherlands is notoriously horrible and, <laughs> if you ask me, it rains a lot, and so there can be Maybe when I was young, I feel it was a little better, but definitely in my teens, sometimes I felt like we had three or four just really nice days and the rest would just be kind of in the, like, I want to say in the sixties with some winds, like you could just not wear your cute summer clothing and, and then it goes right back into rain. So I was always just looking forward to summer, but then when you, when I moved to New York, Summer in New York, it's summer, summer. Like it's from June all the way to September. Right. Labor Day for me is the official, okay, it's over. That's when you feel the wind. That's why I hate that the parade is at the end of the but Anyways, right. <laughs> but it's, yeah. So that's when I really started enjoying summertime because it was a an ongoing heat. Like I remember when I first moved here, I would ask Harris like, do I need my jacket? And he would constantly say like, why do you keep saying that? It's summertime and I'm like, because in the Netherlands, you need your damn jacket. It's still oh, raining. It's, right, a, it's right. still a
0: gamble. <laughs> right, right. Agreed. I would have to say the same. Um, summertime in England, I distinctly remember when my sister had moved to the U.S. and came um, to visit us. And I was out in my garden. I'd, I'd, often, I'd spend a lot of time outside, actually. Um, but I was out in my garden, and it was hot to me because it was the best we you know, it was hot, the, temp, the temperature. <laughs> celsius was probably i don't know i would say in fahrenheit for our listeners who, who may not know the conversion but in fahrenheit it was probably 72 at most so that's and, like 22 degrees right, celsius. I'm, celsius, <laughs> right i'm probably pretty overcast actually like a, a glimmer of sun every five minutes but for me that was like oh i'm outside and during a nice summer day i remember my sister who was Raised in England, but i moved to the US to come back to visit. She was like, It's freezing out there. <laughs> sort of like sleeveless top, like it's, you know, like it's Miami. And it was to me, <laughs> Miami, <laughs> I was going to get. I mean, I had nothing to compare it to. So when I remember when we left to move to America, I want to say it was on the 25th of July, two days be- before my birthday. I am a summer baby, Leo. <laughs> When we arrived, I remember leaving with a with a jacket, like a heavy cotton jacket. And um, I remember when we we I, I I left the jacket on the plane, and I remember making a big fuss when we were going to immigration that like, I left my jacket. <laughs> kind was of my projectionist looking jacket. I can remember black with some kind of studs on the on the shoulder piece. On the I'm sat, sad. Yeah. And I remember being really upset. Oh my jacket! And what am I going to do without the jacket? And my mother was like. <laughs> boiling hot <laughs> where are you from with the jacket anyway like there's no way you're gonna get off the, off the plane and leave the airport wearing a jacket like you'd burn to death so yeah I'll have to concur with you summertime was not you know a New York summer I mean New York or West Coast summer right summertime is quite tepid um well
1: West Coast summers yeah. were surprising to me too though sorry if it is what you said no no West thing. Coast
0: no, I was just saying it was the best we were going to get. That was it.
1: That was oh it. yes, definitely. Because West Coast summers surprised me too. So um you know how summer in New York New York summer is like the day and night.
0: Yeah. If it's Heart eighty, it's sticky. eighty. <laughs> yeah. Sticky all day.
1: <laughs> all yeah. day. You can stay outside like whatever time at night and you still like to have that warm heat against you. Right. And then we went to Los Angeles and it was eighty in the day. Ooh. And by 7 o'clock at night, I was, okay. like, shaking. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Like, I did not understand it. And then, um, then one of my friends at the time was, like, we kind of, have like, it was called desert climate. So hot yeah. in the day and, then like, super cool at night. So
0: I started, like, learning
1: how to balance that out. But,
0: yes, yeah, definitely. Um, it will catch you
1: up. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, i have to say, even that now, given, given that I don't like the heat, I don't like the heat. Um, yeah, at, well, well, I shouldn't let me let me re let me back up on that. Cause so there's there's a different kind of heat, right? So, there's that, as we just said, especially New York City, that New York City, uh, to quote Dave Chappelle, that you know, pissy smelling, I was gonna say, it stinks at times, <laughs> versus a lovely California by Venice or Malibu or yes. Ottawa. Which is a different kind of heat, and then there's like stifling Las Vegas heat, right? So there's different kinds of heat, or a Caribbean heat, which is heat. Um, tolerable because you've got a nice breeze. more
1: damp, yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah. so depends on heat, but you know England has none of those variations. It's uh, <laughs> and if you can believe it or not, we went um, summertimes. We often went to what we would call the seaside, which is the beach here. The seaside. Oftentimes, the seaside, we would go to Blackpool, Cardiff. Um, I'm trying to remember, that's been so long. Actually, I went back to Blackpool in 2014 for a conference, it was like memory lane. But, um, we would go to these different seaside towns, and you spend the day usually with one of my grandmother's church, uh, church trips. Mm-hmm. Yes, coach dad. And she was always late. I remember my grandfather always angry because she was late to get on the bus. But they were all—all all the grannies were late getting on the bus. And she had like a big, um, you'd say cooler here, but back then it was like a bag, a big bag of food that we'd bring to the beach. Right? She'd stay up cooking all of our favorite, yeah, foods. Um, and you just spend the day. I mean, we would go to the arcade, same as what you'd do here. You'd go on the boardwalk same as you do here what was different was the temperature of the water and I remember we'd be lucky back then if you hit 80 you'd be lucky <laughs> in the same way that it doesn't get frigidly cold and cold yeah deal the kind of temperatures that you have here right that you to the extent that you have to wear um coats and hats and clothing that's made for arctic Yes, okay. you don't have that there. So it's the same thing with the summer. Summer also um, same way; it doesn't get really cold, it doesn't get really hot. So we would go. We wouldn't really know any better. We would go in that water that couldn't have been more than you know. If, it, if, the, if the peak of the day was eighty, and that's if you were lucky, we'd go in that water regardless. It could be sixty-five. It could be seventy. We would go <laughs> mm-hmm. in that freezing cold pebbly beach. Water, family beach, uh, yeah, that's the... and not think anything of it because everybody, everybody else was doing it, and everybody, and that's saying, all you
1: knew at the time. Oh,
0: but that's what you would do in comparison to here, where you, I mean, my husband is not a lover of East Coast beaches, so um, as Norma knows, we usually this year we will not be, but usually go to Martha's Vineyard for the summer. He will tolerate the beaches and the East will <laughs> tolerate it. But he does, he's not a fan of uh, East Coast beaches. Um, he'll do Miami. And that sounds, for the listeners, I'm not trying to be, it sounds like I'm being a little bit obnoxious. Not trying to be. This is my husband, not me. But he, <laughs> Just a pre- preference. <laughs> yeah, he prefers to be in the Caribbean water.
1: Makes sense. Um,
0: water. He wants, you know, blue you know, yellow sand and blue Mm -hmm. ocean. So, um, but anyway, all that to say, no, we were in horrible, cold, gray, English water for the summer. And then one of the highlights of that, I going to wrap up and turn it to you. One of the highlights was, um, in addition to the arcade, I loved the arcade game where you put the money in and it moves, you put the money in, put the coin in and it moves the money. Mm-hmm. I could, I could stare at that for hours. I love that. <laughs> and then we had something called like rock. That, that hand. That yes. Nice. I love it. And then we had something called rock and rock was like a long, um, hard, 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 sweet, long. Um, we just boiled sugar and water and, um, probably some kind of, um, Gelatin. not the
1: one that pops when you put it in your mouth right
0: no it's like a long walking oh. stick think of like a long stick and it's, and it's mm-hmm. got outside different colors and in the middle they're different so sometimes when you go to like farmer's markets you might find them but i not remember not those candy. they had
1: like the rainbow colors if you, yeah. and then when
0: you sucked on it it started getting little holes in yeah like, like, like rock like say we would say yeah. here, like rock candy oh my gosh <laughs> i love 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 rock I loved it, and the the best one was a big, neon pink one. Usually it had like a peppermint taste to it. Oh,
1: oh, I thought you were gonna say the one with the cinnamon taste. That's the one I liked. It had no. it was red. It was kind of reddish, though. Yeah, it yeah. was not that bright pink. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, bright rocks. <laughs> what memories? What memories? Eating that rock, uh, orange ones too. Yeah. So that that yeah, those, those were the memories. That's what I think about when I think about summer growing up going to the seaside with my grandmother and her church <laughs> her <laughs> friend and my siblings spending the day on that cold pebble beach sometimes my dad oh my us once in a while uh to the seaside too but that's something that we did I do I remember that distinctly
1: that's nice I we um summertime was actually very interesting it, when when we came up with the topic and i started thinking about it i was like you were right we were pretty much just outside and like when our summers were six weeks for sure a six week vacation we were mostly outside and then we had uh we had two centers uh when i was growing up there was one called Kinkerhook because i i grew up in the neighborhood called kinker kinker and um then there was also another one which i I think if I, the neighborhood is officially south, which is south. And that's where we had the Anton de Combe Center. And Anton de Combe is a, the, one of the Suriname um, uh, literature and um, he's, he was a writer and activist. But when I was young, I didn't know all that except for what my dad told me. But the center was named after him. and. Um, so we would go to camp. And so if we went with the Antoine Center, we would go to the south, which was Brabant, which was like real like farmers land compared to Amsterdam City. And then if you stay if we went with the Kinkerhook camp, we went on uh on sailing camp. And that one when I think back of it was actually if I think back I'm like, did my parents know that they were kind of sending us on this type of camp? It was uh, We would go on a big boat and I'm going to assume that the boat used to probably be um, from any official, like maybe Marine or army type of boat. But like, um, and so it had, and then on the side of the boat would be all the sailing boats and we would, we would sail out on the, on the pond that is above North Holland. And we did that for two weeks. And so we would stay on the boat. And then the, the activity was teaching us how to sail. And till this day, it's, yes, it's one of my favorite camps and like and a weird skill that I have for know how to sail. And and it's, um I never thought anything of it, but we were on, on water basically most of the time when you went on that camp. Sailing camp was really one of the best camps that I went to as a child. Um, um, just if I think back that they were really teaching us a skill, even though I didn't think they were at the time. And um, it was really intensive, but it, we would we would do it for two weeks and it would just be, it would just really be amazing. And I was always with my brother. My brother and I are a year and a half apart, my oldest brother. And um, and then two of our neighbors used to go as well, but we were very close with them. And um, it was just awesome. It's it's. If, if, if I consider going, you know, like routine or how well, you say that, um, tradition, I would say it would be those camps Anton the cone and the, corn and, uh, the kinko hook. Yeah.
0: Oh, wonderful. We had um, what we would call play schemes. So we had an opportunity, depending on age, and I can just, I'm only remembering from when I was very, very young, So one of the things that we would do, I think I was probably under 10, because I know I used to walk there on my own, maybe between 10 and 12. We would have, uh, you could go and you can colour and paint, do that kind of thing. But they were usually in the morning between like, I don't know, from 10 to 12 or 9 to 12 even. And I distinctly remember one summer, they kept showing uh, this uh, television programme called The Wombles. And so you could go and watch the Wumbles, probably like a 40 minute, maybe even less. Um, television program it was an Australian program, if I'm not mistaken, called the Wumbles. That was one of my favorite things to do that summer was to get up and eat and kind of like sit around and wait until it was time to go and watch the Wumbles. So if we did anything was organized, it wasn't as glamorous as sailing, I tell you that. Um, the most <laughs> was going to one of these play schemes. And the other thing I used to do was I spent a lot of time I can't remember his name, which is awful, but there was a little boy that lived a couple of houses down from mine, and he and I both would go fishing to a little pond, William Pond, and we would make sandwiches. I can distinctly remember, we would boil eggs. Something I still do to this day, I love going to the park in the summertime, Um, kind of wrangle my kids and husband when I can to go to, go to the park, Prospect Park, mostly. And bring a big picnic and just you know just read and play games for the day. So it started off as a child, and he and I would get our little um, our little lunch together. Usually sandwiches and a packet of crisps and some biscuits, something sweet. (laughs) And we would ride our bike. Mainly would yeah, I don't think we could walk. If we could walk, it's a little bit far. But we would ride our bikes down to William Pond. We'd bring a jar, an empty jar, so we could catch tadpoles, and just. Spend the time together, so, so, and there was no romantic interest. It was just, just it. No, no it's playing. Yeah, <laughs> it's something that we we're just spending time together. Yeah, yeah we just enjoyed doing. we was just kind of like, oh, let's go to William Pond. Okay, let's go into William Pond. So, <laughs> yeah, we spent a lot of time outside as children. And part, you know, what
1: of, we had. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say, in part because of where we lived, allowed for that. Because we, I grew up in the yes. garden center, so there was a lot of green space. Uh, so that we could go to woods and ponds and and do all that kind of thing.
1: Definitely, the differences in the in the green space. But I don't know if you guys said this. I just remember that we had this bus with a megaphone that would come through the neighborhood, and in in the bus would just say like, it "Was very." Now that I think about it, I'm like, we were very unsupervised. <laughs> Right, yeah. Because I remember really being as young as seven. Um, and the bus would just come down the street and I would say, like, at one o'clock, we're going to do um, feta or um, scavenger hunt at so-and-so. So you had this place called – there were two, two, the, two parks that we really went to. Right? Three, actually. Fondo Park, Uh, Omerqueque, and then – what's that one? Is it Rembrandt Park? No, that's not in the park. But one of them was a little further out, but the other two were easy to walk to. And that bus would just make an announcement, and I almost, I'm always thinking like, I have no idea who was in charge of that bus or what the name of it was. It would just come down the street with a megaphone on top and repeat that there was activities for the kids to do. And sometimes I would go and I would see some of my cousins because I guess they heard the message too. And sometimes it would just be me and my brother and some kids in the in the neighborhood, but. Yeah, it was very interesting. I have no idea who would put, I don't know if it was a government thing or if it, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I do recall, I mean, like I said, when I went to the place, I, I know I walked on there by my own. Nobody else wanted to go. I know my brother didn't want to go. I, went, I did that on my own. I do remember going away for an overnight trip. I do remember, I do remember it was damp. And I did this, all I remember it was damp. <laughs> When my brothers were on like some kind of um, some kind of uh, uh bridge they made in between the trees, I remember that part. That's all I remember about that that trip. But you know, my summers again, we had six weeks, and my birthday was always close to the end of school, and I hated that I would miss any kind of celebration or acknowledgement from friends and teachers because. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my birthday arrived right after school had ended. It's funny looking back and thinking about our kids and enormous kids, kids much like my own, their summers have been packed since the minute they could talk or walk with going away to summer camps and summer programs and art programs and dance programs and every program that you can think of. And we just didn't have that. My father, I was raised by my father primarily. So I moved to America and I had older siblings that kind of took in, you know, took over that role as surrogate parent. And we had to be in it at a certain time. Americans, Black Americans in particular, often talk about being in before the street light comes on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had a similar... We did the parent. same. Yeah, that we had to be in before it was like very dark. But we just, you know, we went to the woods, we played out. We, I mean, you know, back then community is different than it is now so there's a limited amount of trouble you could get into because everybody knew definitely and certainly for us because we were one of i can count the black families we were one of one two three four we're one of like five black families (laughs) in the whole you know the area yeah in the area so everybody who knew who we were. And we looked, you know, we looked like our family. So there was only so much trouble that we could get into. So I think it was the same for most families. The adults kind of kept a watchful eye, whether they were your biological parent or not. And the mm-hmm. kids kind of just did their thing. Also, in fairness, we didn't have, you know, growing up in England, we had four television stations. So there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot keeping us inside anyway, right? There's nothing on so BBC, BBC2 there's nothing on just, you know, sports all day. ITV it was going to be like, you know, your what we would call here a soap opera, right? And then Channel 4 came much later. So, it wasn't any really much on old black and white films, maybe. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really to keep you in the house, so yeah, you 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 go out. I was a big reader. We were
1: always out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: we were. We, I'm just like listening to you. You're right. We were always out, and we were also always out, kind of with the same group of kids. Like I know people make a big deal about their kids needing phone and having a phone. We were always out. I have no idea how we knew how to meet up the next day, and I don't remember how we would agree and say. <laughs> meet at this time but we found a way and we would always be together and honestly i really don't remember having that many adults around would walk to this other park too and um it, actually it was called boys island and they would let you build a tree house they would let you build like, with real saws and nails and hammers and all the things that i'm thinking in in the u.s would now cause lawsuits <laughs> right, right. but like we would do that and we would go and you know you nobody would tear down your house or anything we were doing our own stuff definitely like yeah just with the same crew always um and maybe because most of us had like it would be too simple like it was me and my brother Carlos and then Lucille and, and Donovan recipes Donovan passed away but it, it would at least be the four of us And we were all, Lucille and and Carlos have the same age, and then Donovan and I had the same age. We were like a year and a half younger than than them. And so just us alone, the four of us being out in our neighborhood, um, I just never felt like I was alone, but I just also never felt like there was an adult necessarily saying, we just knew, I don't know, we just knew how to roam around and come back and definitely kind of streetlight. Like it would be like, okay, that's enough. We go inside now.
0: Right, but, right. Yeah, we
1: were out a lot in the in the in the summertime. Um,
0: the only, mm-hmm. the only time we were out late, maybe, and but it was allowed, was when the fair came. That was the highlight of the summer. I believe the fair came. I Believe it came twice. You know, and it's it's what's set, the fair? The fair. Like a well, what, um,
1: what would it be like when it came?
0: So well, the first thing so that you said this, I can the sensory memory is the smell of um, frying sausage, and I'm a I've been a vegetarian for almost 30 <laughs> years, but I, that smell of frying sausage <laughs> and candy floss, what you call what we call um, yes,
1: cotton candy.
0: Oh my gosh, candy no? floss, candy can, floss, cotton candy. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Okay, <laughs> and sausages. Oh, but and chips. I mean, lots of, um, you know, french fries here, chips. So we'd we'd get so excited when they came to town because it took them like about three days to set up until you'd keep like riding, you know, the group of us would ride our bikes over and watch them set, setting up. And then the fair would open and you'd get your money, you'd get your 50, you know, not 50 cents, but you'd get your the father, my father, was willing to give up the money, <laughs> and we'd go to the fair. And there we would, and I, I don't do this here. It's one of the things that I um, miss about growing up because I don't really do this here. We'd be, in, we'd be at the fair like quite late into the night, and I loved be the lights and it's dark out. And everyone's mm. kind of happy, and it was always like the 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 locals getting in fights with the fair people. <laughs> And, you know, the slutty women and the, the, you know, the hooking up with the the man who runs the Dodger, you know, the bumper cars with one of the local girls, all of that kind of thing. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed the fair. Something, <coughs> only one time here, a couple of years ago, I went to Coney Island in the evening with my sister. <coughs> and that kind of was the closest I got to feeling like was, at night. that night. Yeah.
1: That's what I was. My question to you was going to be: so the fair had the the rides like they do at Coney Island.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I was just called kermis. That that we, we would they would come to the dam square, and we would have kermis, and I did enjoy that. Just um, the rides, yes.
0: In the summertime.
1: In the uh, yes. I want to say it's in the. I do think you're right that it came twice a year, but definitely in the summertime. And um I like it had that big wheel, which I always freaked me out. But just you're right, you would stay till late at night so that you could see those lights and everybody's kinda walking around and um
0: just eating
1: and trying to win a damn bear with something. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was like everybody was there. You would see so and so's mom and dad, but like you mm-hmm. would, you felt fine. I mean, even though Again, to your point about that bus coming and you lot just going, there yeah. was a sense of um, looking back, right? Because we would go like out the, like out the, the back way, like where the where the people who put on the fair, like where they kind of lived and stuff, being known mm. like go back there and things. God knows what could have happened. I guess they didn't want this black girl, so I was fine. <laughs> but, um, I'll say that. Yeah, no, I mean we were. Again, like I said, I think that there was a watchful eye on us at all times. In a way, mm-hmm. somebody was always just kind of looking, even if not consciously looking, they were still kind of aware that, you know, we were from the area and to just kind of keep a watch out.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, in my teenage years, like, you know, and I'm saying early teens a group of girls from school because now you're grouping with girls and we're laughing and we're loud and we've definitely gotten the side eye from a Suriname woman that I'm like okay well she's gonna tell on us <laughs> like, you know by the time I get home there will be a report of something like I do feel like they always know who we belong to for sure um yeah like I, it's also a, a, like a staple sentence in my in my life. It's like, "Aren't you called a sister?" I'm like, "Yes, I have my own name." <laughs> you know? right, right,
0: like, right, right.
1: Like, and for a long time, when we were younger, people also thought we were twins, and so it, it's it's we were just always seen as some type of <laughs> duo, stuck <laughs> so right.
0: together. I had um, that actually. I look, I'm a spitting image of um, one of my brothers passed away, Sammy, and people would always know. There. Oh, I mean, I would, I'm the youngest of eleven, so everybody knew I was Sammy's sister. Uh, another thing I would do is read. I read a lot in the summertime. I'm still a big reader. I remember the summer I discovered V.C. Andrews' Flowers in the Attic. Did you read that series? No,
1: no, that doesn't. Flowers sound in good. the
0: Attic, V.C. Andrews. No. They were kind of like um, I won't say gothic, kind of like a soft. Maybe they were gothic, kind of like soft horror. Horror. Horror is a stretch. Flowers in the Attic is about a young girl. I don't, actually, it's kind of a creepy. Thing about it, about a young girl <laughs> whose parents were actually brought siblings. And the parents are from a wealthy family. And because of their incestuous relationship, they're banished. And the children, the offspring from this incestuous couple is kept hidden in the attic. Okay. Mother is trying to win back the affection of her father so that they can not have to live, you know, sequestered, hidden away because they have no money. And um it's actually kind of quite sordid because I think that <laughs> she, the mother, <laughs> has to kind of like not prostitute herself but win the admiration. I know, but everybody was reading them. Um I was about 13. I read the whole series. I have a creepy (laughs) book around that age too. Um, Yeah, that's what I was reading. I mean, I did the Judy Blooms and all that. I did the Sweet Valley Highs and all that. And then I don't know how I got to see Andrews. Like I said, I was a big reader. (laughs) But I remember the summer that I just sat in the garden and just read. Book after, book after book after book yeah
1: i'm listening to you describe that book and i'm like that would have been like a whole email to teachers now like, oh how dare you <laughs> recommend um i freaked myself out around that age with this book called um the maester from the swarta and it translates into the master of the black um what is that called here what's that thing called A windmill Mm. So the master of the black windmill and it it was kind of about witchcraft or like black magic and stuff. I didn't know that when I started the book. And it's like these apprentices that go and work at the windmill and then things start happening. Like, kind of like, it seems like, it, well, it, so you find out that they turn into these ravens, but if he felt if the master felt like a apprentice was too powerful, he would kill them and then like in the, like so th- throughout the stories there's like these boys dying at the mill and like but you you follow the story from one uh, person in and yeah, that book freaked me out but it always stayed with me, I thought it was such a good book and so when uh, my oldest was a teen, I gave it to him and he was like I feel like it was a no because he was always looking at me like because I got the English too, I don't know if it was even creepier in English and he was just like it's about, he just always kept saying it's about witchcraft and I'm like that was really good, <laughs> like I was really trying to push it on him
0: <laughs> right. And right. then he
1: was like, he kind of just read it and was like, we never like bonded over it. And I was so disappointed. But yeah, I thought that was an awesome book. And that's one of the books that stayed with me from that that age group, like right. 12, 13.
0: But that goes back to what we were saying about oversight, right? That the parents are just like, well, it's comes time and they have to find something to do for six weeks. Um, oh, yeah. And like here, where you start thinking about some, well, I mean, it's a class issue too, right? Who has the money and yeah. all that too. I mean, I work hard and I say to make sure that the girls can, you know, have their various activities, but here you have to start by March. If you D- want.
1: January, to. some of them.
0: Yeah. And it also it's a new York city <laughs> thing too. It's also a new York city thing. I think people in yeah. other states, they're better, not better programs. but programs are not as expensive and, mm-hmm. and they are, um, there's more green space. Kids can find other activities to do outside that may not require kind of a formal camp, the way that we have to do, not have to, but choose to do in New York. So, um, yeah, we just didn't have that growing up. My, my, I was raised with my father, he was a single parent, working man, and any events, any programs we, um, that we participated in were free. I mean, he didn't yeah. for any summer program.
1: Same thing for us. The Kinker Hook was definitely um, um, a government-sponsored children's center mm-hmm. where you could go and do it, like kind of what you were describing, go and do activities, but then they also provided a camp. And I'm also, I'm almost 100% sure that it was a subsidized camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anton the Com Center was the same. It was a subsidized um, camp. Um, I think for me, like that when it came to my kids, it kind of stayed with me that, that I wanted them to have summertime the way I had summertime. So, when we first moved here, I kind of at first tried to adapt. And then I think it was the prices compared to what I thought that we were getting for it that I was like, this is extremely expensive. And I can really just send you back to Amsterdam and you can go and enjoy the summer there. So, my oldest definitely went back to Amsterdam every summer after we moved here we did one summer one or two summers we did with uh the boys uh club uh of new york and i have to like that was a major shout out to them too that was an amazing uh facility that was uh that's a how you say that it's a charitable facility is that how you say that but Mm -hmm. they have a whole building on 10th street and i want to say avenue a And just the, just the care and what they could do. There was a, there was a pool, there was a library and activity rooms. It was just the whole building. It's um, it's this gentleman who donates uh, ample amount of money to that program. Mm. And so I paid 50 cents and this is in 2000. I want to say four or so I paid 50 cents for the whole summer to go to that camp and they did everything they would go see the yankees and like we just had like the most amazing time and um yeah i just had to fill in a form and they were like yeah he can come for the whole summer so it was like a it was it was a saving grace because i came here and everybody was telling me all the crazy prices for Mm -hmm. camp and i was like oh my god i don't have this um Mm -hmm. so at the time i really needed it too and then afterwards i was like if i'm going to spend this amount of which is really people for the people in the Netherlands or, or maybe even in England that don't know, camp can really run into the thousands. I have friends that spent i want to say about nine thousand dollars in the summer on camp, and I was like, no, then I can send you to Amsterdam and you can have a great yeah. time with your my family, your dad's family uh, so we did that. I would send him to uh, my oldest went to Amsterdam the most so,
0: yeah. yeah i mean it it really is a um I mean, you have your, here in America, you have your, your, your standard camp, right? So, and again, Mm -hmm. thinking about the differences, I don't know what happens in other states. I can only speak for New York. You have standard camps where the kids, depending on age, go to like the YMCA and the YMCA has two options. There are kids who do a day camp, um, or kids that do a sleepaway camp. And in the day camps, I never sent my kids to (laughs) the, I my politically incorrect reason for not sending my kids to YMCA will not be disclosed on this podcast. (laughs) But the day camp, um, the kids, uh, I think they swim and I think it's a really good camp actually. I think they swim and, and they probably do activities and the sleepaway camp. Do you do the same thing, but you sleep away and it is an affordable Mm -hmm. option for you know, working class, middle class, I mean, all kinds of families of all different um, backgrounds go to the YMCA, I think, because of its reputation, its history, people mm-hmm. know it's a solid camp. So you have that, then you have your camps run by independent schools, you need to make some mm-hmm. money in summer, and you're doing all the same things, but the classes sizes are probably a little bit smaller, and you're playing almost, almost double the the amount and YMCA is not that uh, inexpensive either depending on your income if you are making you know
1: sliding scale
0: yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that it's uh that it's inexpensive depending on how much you make and then you have your specialized camps so your um Harry Potter camp where the kids run around and make swords and spend their time in the park or you have your all girls camp which Michael mm-hmm. uh, attended, um, and Jane,
1: what's it called again? Yeah,
0: Curious Jane, and they became Curious Jane. they became counselors at that camp. And then you have the just sleep away camp. And they vary. Anyway, I don't want to waffle on, but these camps can be from, you know, most basic to very specialized. Uh, surfing camps. So my kids went to independent schools like Norma's children did. It's kind of cold work for private schools. And their classmates yeah. So, yeah, my son's going to California, he's gonna surf camp next summer and this Ducks one's and going to, Yeah, this one's going to flying camp and marine camp in the Caribbean. And so, whoa, you know, I mean that's you know, some a, a lot of privilege mm. on there. Um we sent our kids away to camp. Um they went upstate and we only did two weeks. I didn't want to spend my be away from my kids the entire summer and I mm. went together for the first I think for the first 5 years they went together and then the, my oldest one aged out or maybe 6 years they went together um I was we put them in camp because I wanted them to be independent I wanted them mm-hmm. to kind of cut the apron string be away from me and I wanted them to um interact with other people and know that when it was time to go away to college that they wouldn't have kind of that anxiety that, of being away mm-hmm. anxiety, or culture um, shock of just out of the blue
1: never have yeah
0: never having spent time that much time away and part. as luck would have it my old eldest is actually going to be going to college quite close to home she will live on campus but she's going to be literally around the corner so uh, I don't know if it's perfect for her uh, the sleepaway yeah. stuff, but anyway, it does give them a sense of independence, and they grow so much when you when you pick them up. Two. different people. So, um, Norma sent her to, uh, son to camera camp as well.
1: Yes, I just remember that. Um, one or two years, uh, my oldest actually end going to camp because so. of because now he wants to be with friends. Right, he's getting too old to be shipped off to. Amsterdam and we ended up doing this camp called Camp pinnacle. I don't remember that and he loved it It was somewhere in Connecticut. There were mountains. I he came back darker than he had ever been in his life just, It just was amazing and he was supposed to go for two weeks and There was this thing where they could call you and they could stay longer if they wanted to and all you had to do was put some money in there snack account and that's all he would do every saturday would just say can i stay another a week uh, can we please stay on any ended up staying five weeks and um, wow
0: that's, so they didn't yeah.
1: talk anything additional they did they, they did like a 95 dollars for the weekend because that was like the weekend needed extra staff right. um but camp pinnacle is um it's christian based but they um when you go to camp it's not necessarily um something they bombard you with they kind of tease the kids the most and the values is what comes in, becomes important mm-hmm. in the in the daily schedule and so but they also had um um yeah like a fund so because i was like no there's no money for this you need to come home and they were like well actually he doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> <laughs> and so he had a he had a great time and i just um but i loved about that camp is that you for you know when the kids come back like you said they look they look older they just it just look so much more mature and you would just you could just see that they learned something there was something about them that saw the, the world with very positive eyes when he came back from uh, that camp uh and even the kids when you got them off the bus and stuff you know you know when they cried like they're not ready to say mm-hmm. goodbye to each other mm-hmm. it was it was very nice um and then, to be honest, my youngest um, ended up going um, down south to Harris's parents. For the mo- like this would have been the first year that he was, uh, if it wasn't for the COVID, um, that he would have done away camp. So my kids have mostly spent time with um, family members when it comes to my time compared to all the camp stuff and if we before he would go down south because most of the time he would go just for august uh we would do day camp so he's done yoga camp and um at his preschool you know just yeah. little programs that they have um at the preschool he was already going them so yes it was it was independent camp if i think about it um that was about it yeah so we've never really did the whole full summer Eight weeks of entertainment,
0: yeah. Right. Camp
1: entertainment, I should
0: say. Well, this mine have, mine have aged out, and so uh, they now both work at the summer camps where they used to attend. So that's that's kind of cute too. Um, and actually, yeah, uh, we've hired wonderful. our uh, my youngest to work on our uh, work on our podcast on our marketing. So that's uh that will be interesting.
1: Yes, Her intern surrender.: yeah. definitely.
0: As an intern, you guys can grade her uh, work on our social media. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, and that's it. That summer, summer summer in a nutshell.: Well,
1: what about with your parents? Like see how our kids like you think about that in summer?
0: So that's summer in a nutshell. All right, everyone. So that's where we'll wrap. So Norma, Norma and I are trying to keep this train moving by recording our sessions. And um, she has the um, pleasure of being down south right now where a reception is not going. uh, It's not too great because it's uh, uh, the the weather is not cooperating with us. Um, But we'll sign off. Norma, do you think you can try to sign off without sounding like a robot?
1: thank you for
0: listening guys it's always a pleasure all right guys we'll see you next time and thank you for listening to black girls with accents be safe thank you